Gee, I am very tired. How tired are you? Very tired. I've been working a lot of overtime and it is making me very tired. You, my friend, need some sleep. No, I will sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is a good cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee. Freshly roasted gourmet coffee, you say? Yes. Do you know where I could get a cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee? I do. Where? The Roll Call Room Cafe. The Roll Call Room Cafe? The Roll Call Room Cafe. It's located at 17229 Wayside Drive in Dumfries, Virginia. The Roll Call Room Cafe uses only the finest premium gourmet beans and, unlike national chains, the Roll Call Room Cafe imports, roasts, grinds, and packages their coffee on site. Sounds delicious, Roland. It is. But Roland, I'm in Nebraska. No problem there. You can order their coffee online at www.rollcallroomcafe.com. Rollcallroomcafe.com? Rollcallroomcafe.com. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. Causes that switch to flip. The overdrive, the beast mode, the full on destroyer that will not stop. So machines make their decisions based on ones and zeros. Binary code, yes or no. And that's actually a good system for you to implement for your own personal human machine. It's actually not that complicated. Are you going to work out today? Yes or no? Are you going to eat the donut? Yes or no? Are you going to win? Yes or no? Don't allow for any gray area in there. Get rid of the debate. Make the binary code decision, yes or no. You know the right decision to make. So go and make it. But what's equally pathetic is when people let that scenario play out in their own head. Too tired too hungry, too sore, too hot, too cold, too whatever. 
ask me what I do when I get those little feelings running around. Well, let me tell you what I don't do. I don't tell everybody. No, I actually just keep that to myself. As a matter of fact, I don't even let those words run around inside my own brain housing group. I keep it secure, lock it down. And instead of taking charge of the situation and taking charge of their life, they let some voice in their head that's lazy and weak and pathetic start to run things. Don't let that happen. You're in charge. It takes both emotion and logic for you to reach your match maximum potential to to really give everything you have and go beyond your limits no matter what's happening in your life no matter what's coming down on you don't surrender to it ask yourself what am i going to do about this and then go make it happen and sometimes you're barely making any progress sometimes you're barely making any progress at all and that tough situation is making you want to stop. And what you eventually learn is you can't stop. When you're going through tough situations, you gotta take that next step. Take action! Some things are gonna happen that are not in your control. You're gonna get knocked around. You gotta take the same mindset. That is, hang on to your paddle, get back in your boat, and get to rowing. That's when you gotta use that anger, that frustration, that fear to push yourself harder. To push yourself to say, I don't stop. And when your feelings are screaming that you've had enough, and when you think you're gonna break emotionally, you gotta override that emotion with the concrete logic and willpower that says, you know what? I don't stop. And you won't. Life is short. So go live it. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade on Amazon. And now your host, my Uncle Mike and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. Oh, 
ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another glorious episode of the Roll Call Room Podcast, a.k.a. Don't go there. Just don't go there. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. With me is the very lovable and uh, scrumptious looking... Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? I thought you talking about me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Mike, welcome back. Hey, buddy. I have proven that uh, I cannot obviously do this show without some sort of mic supervision or supervision <laughs> or parental guidance. guidance or something. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren is back in studio for part two. Um, if we get that far. If we get to <laughs> part four. <laughs> holy shitballs. So uh, those of you that have not listened to uh, part one, shame on you. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that, you haven't listened to the bonus episode that I released on Sunday, that was to kind of calm some folks down. Um, got a um, boatload of messages on Facebook and Instagram and uh, went back on a banning spree again uh, because I think some people have lost their freaking mind about what was said. Um, you know, we had a uh, fantastic visit from a uh, detective um, who ironically his first name is Steve. Steve. <laughs> department sent a Steve. The department sent a Steve to come and give me a letter. Let me back up. <laughs> I got I got to recap. So, oh god. This is the day it was on Wednesday. This was the day I was doing a live broadcast on no, the it was local, Friday. I was on Friday. Yeah. yeah, I was doing a local broadcast live on TV with Fox. And so um, they were going live at 645. My cafe is freaking packed with people. Uh, I'm, I'm making drinks like a like a good little barista. And um, I look up and there is Steve, Detective Steve, standing there. And I'm like, it kind of caught me by surprise. Like I was like, what the fuck? Like, so I was like, what's up? And he's like, hey, can I talk to you over over here for a second? And I was like, for what? And I, and I was super like short and I, and I like this guy. He's a nice, nice guy. Um, and uh, he was like, oh, let me just talk to you over here for a second. And I was like, that's not happening. That's not happening. And, uh, and then it dawned on me that we were, we were in my fish pond. Like we, we weren't in Alexandria. So I was like, wait a minute, you don't even have any power here. Like you don't even have any jurisdiction here. Like aside from the fact that it's private property, um, and uh, so I look around and I check and see if there's any of my county police detectives that are here. And there wasn't. And uh, I was like, I was like, what is this about? I said, is this about like APD? And he's like, well, it's something that you discussed on uh, on your show. And I was like, I'm not talking to you. And he handed me this letter, which I put up on on social media. Um, some took it uh, that uh, the detective was just doing his job. And some of them, you know, I think a lot of people from my former agency were like, you know, Nick blew it out of proportion and he played the victim and blah, 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 blah. And I'd agree with you if you didn't come to my place of business. 
and it wasn't calculated where it was 15 minutes before I was supposed to go live. That's not a coincidence. I'm sorry. Mike, you're a detective. I'm not a suspect in, in this sexual assault. So why would you come to my place of business? Like for the element of surprise. I'm just laughing. I don't mean to laugh. You can see me laughing. I just, you know, like, you know, Steve gets up in the morning and he's like, oh, going to have a great day at work. And then all of a sudden the supervisors hand over uh, this form. Listen, you're going to have to go see Nick. And I can just see him going, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is, is I don't think I, I know for a fact that he did not want to be here because my part-timer that works for me, uh, she's super cool. Um, and she was like, after the news media left and everything, she was like, that guy was like super nervous. You can see him like shaking. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And you know, well, another, well, another name to the lawsuit. Yeah, the shitty part <laughs> was that Steve used to be on our group. Yes. I supervised him. Uh, yeah. I supervised him. He was a, he was a good guy. Um, good officer. Um, but the thing about it is, you know, this letter that they gave, um, I just don't, I don't understand it. It was preemptive, obviously, because the letter was dated for the de- that day. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I'll do it again. My dog is like attacking. Me. I'll do it again on this episode, which is this. Listen, this person came to me and told me this as a friend, as, as uh, a, a host of this show, because they wanted uh, resources that were available through this show for them. Um, so I, I don't know what, what APD uh, was expecting. I don't know where they're going with this. Um, you know, can, can, can I, yeah, you can jump. About I earlier? will say one thing is, is I've, I've obviously retained counsel uh, because uh I just, I don't trust them. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. There's a million different Virginia state codes where, where what was discussed was protected. Um, the confidentiality is protected. Yeah, and then also like, you know, like this is the first time I'm hearing about this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, as law enforcement, you don't want to victimize a victim. Right. Right. So like, you know, what do you, what do you do? Well, and that's the thing is, is I, I'm not going to turn around. It's her place. It's her place. Every women's advocacy group or every uh, sexual assault victim group um, t- to, to do what they did is contrary to everything that uh, these groups speak about, which is, is you don't re-victimize the victim. If she wants to come out and she wants to say it, great. If she doesn't, that's up to her. Well, the, the, the Virginia State Code... Um, and I did this research last night. Um, obviously, Virginia does not recognize Nerd. confidentiality. Well, I was all excited. Yeah. Nerd. Shut up. <laughs> you know me. When I get on my, my rant, I, will, I yeah. will research everything. Okay, so there is privilege. So Virginia Code, subsection 63.2-104.1 mm-hmm. states, in order to ensure the safety of adult, youth, and child victims of domestic violence, dating, violence, sexual assault, or stalking, and their families, programs, and Individuals providing services to victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, shall protect the confidentiality and privacy of persons receiving services. <laughs> Note that in your detective manual, Steve. <laughs> so, and, and I asked, I, I said, is this person coming to you as a friend or are they coming to you as a law enforcement officer? Now, they came to you as a friend, mm-hmm. not even as a as a union representative. Nope. They They... 
identified your show mm-hmm. and they said that, hey, I've got this situation. You are in contact with a lot of people that that provide services to law enforcement. Um, was it Back to Blue and, and mm-hmm. other organizations? So she was trying to seek that out. Yep. Now, yes, it puts you in a very weird situation because you are a law enforcement officer at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you happen to be at headquarters. Um, but I think, and again, I said this earlier outside, the department has due diligence when this was brought up in the episode. Thank God somebody over there is listening because we have a someone. lot to tell you. Um, hmm. I think more than someone. <laughs> now there's a transcriber. But <laughs> Hold on. I got to re-listen to episode number three. I just got to uh, get back what Nick said. Penis. <laughs> Penis. Penis. And then, you know. Do you think somebody at the department is just uh, how many times did Nick say penis? Hmm. Yeah. Let me go back to the notes and they're they're like this. Um hold on. Uh thirty six hundred times. Well well, here's the thing. And 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 I didn't go into detail about the conversation I had with her. First of all, I did not um I did not qualify her as a victim. What does that mean? I didn't hash the the story i have no idea what the circumstances of it are i didn't uh confirm an offense i didn't do any of that stuff because that's not my place to 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 do it so um in that situation in that situation i was not acting as a law enforcement officer at that time and quite honestly the only thing that i provided was the services uh for them to do and encourage them to go speak to uh someone and report it that's that was my encouragement. That's it. That's where my my but involvement end. I like ended. how the letter stated that, you know, the premise of your show is to point out poor leadership in, in, in departments and agencies and blah, 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 blah. This person is obviously in the ranks mm-hmm. and the department has now been kind of told that you have a person in your ranks that may have may not have. Right created a situation. So I think the burden of proof would now fall on the department. Right. And, and, and if I honestly thought that the department would handle this correctly and not re-victimize the victim, I'd be more than happy to, it, co- to it's all up to the victim. Right. And I'm not going to do that because in this room, there's two living proofs that this department time over time has chosen their, um, political their political agenda over what's right and what's wrong i will say it again like i said in the bonus episode i strongly encourage this person to come forward and report it but i strongly encourage them to report it to virginia state police the doj or the fbi i do not think that they should report it um i actually i'm not going to say that i i I think that they should report it those are the three agencies that i would go to um but the bottom line is is this is something that happened a long time ago I mean, I mean, you have you have you have uh, nationwide agencies, you know, the the National Center for Protection of Violence Against Women. You have different organizations out there, state organizations that can help yeah. circumvent the local issue. And I wouldn't do it. In, it's because you're both employees of the same agency. I wouldn't have that agency investigate. It yeah, just I, I just I, I'm, I'm not OK with that. Like, I'm not OK with the fact that this agency had somebody that was raped. This is a completely separate incident. Another female that was raped by another another male officer. Now, this was off-duty again. And the way in which they treated this, this female was atrocious. They raked her through the coals. 
whether or not you believe her or you don't believe her, or you like her or you don't like her, but there's a certain level of decorum that you face that you should that you should have when dealing with victims. So this new victim sees how this one female is treated and continues to be treated yes. and continues to be retaliated against. How encouraging does that person want to want? How encouraged would you be as a female watching that to come forward and report it? Hey, Mike, does your agency have anything that um, like any peer support programs or stuff that's like? Yeah, I mean, we have we have tons. We have tons of, um, you know, um, support groups within the department, you know, outside agencies. Um we have a support group that is all uh, cops, detectives, of uh, you know, members of the service of all ranks that um, they're just there for the members of the service. You know, nothing gets back to the department or anything. It's just all confidential. And let's not forget that the, the reason why this came up in that episode was is we were talking about we're talking peer about. support. And, and what the reason why it came up was is that the peer support in that particular agency... It's a great program. It's a great program, but, but nobody, trusts, nobody trusts anybody in the peer support program to come forward. So much so that I wasn't part of peer support. I had a freaking podcast, and this young lady came to me and, and told me what she told me. So let's not forget what the real reason was that this came up to begin with. Um, it's just to reinforce or prove that prove the point that people in our former agency don't trust our former agency. Yeah, but instead of instead of listening to that and instead of understanding why uh, that was brought up, this just goes into another. Well, Nick Nick is being Nick again, and Nick's playing the victim, and all. I, I, I don't care what you think or how you feel about that situation you weren't there you don't know what the hell was going on at that time uh the, what i will say is is i apologize i'm very very sorry that i even brought it up in that episode because i i feel bad for that that female and that's not what i was trying to do i apologize for that um but i'm not going to apologize for not reporting it i'm not going to apologize for any of that shit I'm not going to apologize for not going to I.I. And, and, and make a claim about it. I had no way of knowing whether or not it actually happened. And I'm going to respect and honor a fellow co-worker who came to me for services. She didn't come to me to go and report it for her. She came to me for services, period. End of story. I did what I was asked to do, and that's it. So go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, even if she did, even if she did you know, want you to go forward and, and make a complaint or, or whatever. I mean, who's to say that she would have just totally denied it. She would have just totally, you know, like not, <clears throat> not go forth with the investigation. I mean, who knows? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not the point. It's the point is she came to you as a friend, as somebody in confidence who told you not to, you know, say anything to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you have to respect that. You know, now, now what you're going to, you're going to tell everybody and then she's going to hate you. And then she's, you know, well, I haven't spoken to this person since I left the agency. I don't have their, uh, their information. I'm sure she listens to the show. And like I said, I'm going to do it one more time. I encourage you to come forward and report it to someone. That's what I, that's what I ask for you to do. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some folks that said, you know, this is a podcast about leadership and there's somebody amongst the ranks that did this and, and, and it's kind of hypocritical. Well, 
you can't have your cake and eat it too. I can't be on both sides of the fence. I try and stay in the middle and be uh, uh, impartial to both. Uh, I can't make uh, certain people happy by ratting out another officer. Um, and I can't make other people happy by keeping her information secretive. I'm stuck in a shit sandwich. So you tell me what you would like for me to fucking do, or you, you put yourself in that situation and you fucking tell me what you would do. Well, my I don't work for that agency. I don't want to work for that fucking agency. I'm actually shocked that they got off their ass and they did something. I would that, I think that's what shocks me the most. What, I'm not okay with is, is I'm not okay with you coming into my place of business. I'm not okay with you putting my business on a letterhead like that. I'm not okay with you coming in here 15, uh, you know, 15 minutes before I was supposed to go live. I'm not okay with that. And that's, that, that will not be tolerated. Well, the only reason why they got off their asses and did something, I mean, it sounds like it's because your name is involved. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that. And, they don't want bad press. The, the the police department that we came from cannot stand negative press. And I find it extremely interesting that I file all of these FOIAs about their chief, determine that he lied once again about the Capitol Police, uh, the Capitol um, insurgency or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then a week later, I got a detective sitting in my fucking cafe handing me a letter. Anybody? I mean, a- anybody out there, anybody else fu- fucking find that a little curious? Did he buy coffee? <laughs> no. And I don't know the video. I would have gave him a free cup. I would have gave him a free cup of the uh, the chief blend. Well, I'll tell you this. No, I would have gone with the infused ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Had it not have been the day that the press was here, the cameraman, the reporter was here, um, the public information officer from Prince, uh, from the county that I live, but that my business is in was here at a packed, packed cafe with customers. Had that have happened when there was nobody here, that would have ended a completely different way. And, and that's not a threat. I'm not saying that, that anything bad would have happened violence-wise. I would have called the police department and I would have had them removed. This is private property. There's no reason why you didn't go to my house. There's no reason why you didn't call me. I've had the same fucking cell phone number for over 15 years. There's no reason for it. There's none. Right. But you got to realize, too, that's what they want. That's that's mm-hmm. that's what they want. They want to get you under your skin. You know, they want to get at you. So you do something stupid and then they have something on you. But when, you know, when judgment day comes, well, you know what I'm talking about, Nick. And mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh, well, you know what? You know, OK, we did this, but we tried. We, tried. we didn't want to cooperate. And here's the letter that we gave them. And right. that's what it is. It's, it's just a CYA. Because I think that there is a there's a faction of people up in the detective bureau who believe that this is um, uh, that this is false allegation that I made this up to fucking ruffle their feathers. Listen, I got enough fucking ammunition in my corner. I got enough foyers to laugh to me a fucking lifetime with all the shit that I got. The last thing I need is this fucking headache. The last fucking thing. I got... I got a business to run. I got a full-time job. I got kids. I got I got enough problems. I don't need this fucking headache. Honestly, I really don't. Um, but I'm not going to turn around and back down and, and be like, oh, okay, now I'll tell you who it is. No, I'm not doing this. It's not your place. It's not my place. Exactly. It's not my place. Um, and, and if it happened to them, um, you know, whatever. I, I just, it's just aggravating. It aggravates me because it, it, they did it in my place of business. It disrupted my business. Um, you know, 
it did not look good to my customers having a detective come in here. Um, and, and that's going to, it's going to come up in court because like I said, I've retained counsel. Um, you, you know, we're going to go down the legal route because this is getting, this is getting dangerously close to, but um, you, you took it. I mean, you know, you, you were totally professional and, and, and you know, what's funny is, is, uh, <laughs> before or after you threw the letter, you all are going to die laughing. So the funny part about this is, Mike has heard this before. There's this Michael Davis character who keeps writing like anonymous emails to the entire police staff, which they think is me. I'm not Michael Davis. I know. And they think it's me. It's not, it's not me. It's not me. I can't write that eloquently, but um, no, no, I can't. But my attorney that I retained, his name, I shit you not, is Michael Davis. <laughs> I shit you not. His name Did you is purposely Michael. look for no, that? No. Oh, he was recommended to me by a, a friend of mine, and he's he's a fantastic attorney. Uh, unfortunately, I used him before, like probably 10, 15 years ago on something else. Um, but his name is Michael Davis, and it's fucking hilarious because fucking great. Um, he's a former cop. Go figure. Um, can you can you see the the department's response when they get correspondence? Is fucking This fucking guy again. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've we've given this way too much time. Uh, it's it's consumed a bonus episode and now twenty minutes of this episode, and, and and I really don't want this to turn into the sexual assault victim episode. I really don't. Even though the rest of Lauren's story basically is another sex victim. Uh, sexual assault victim. What? Well, I mean, they did kind of fuck you. No? Okay. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, you got to so, get, get the sound from... What, what was that? Um, you shut your face. Whammy. The whammy sound. Oh, please. <laughs> This is a huge deal that's going down right before our very eyes here. Well, I, I, caps. I, I you know, I, I just it's it's amazing, like when stuff like this happens, because there are two factions. There are people that there are people that side with with this show. And then there's people that that don't. And I just I, like I'll say in the bonus episode, you don't have to listen to the show. Nobody's holding a fucking gun to your head to listen to this fucking show. Like everybody from my former agency, don't listen to it. Stop listening. I don't need your listens. I don't. I get I get emails from people all it's, over the it's fucking world. So much fun where it's like, what's he going to talk about right. next? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the Howard Stern syndrome. That's what I call it. It's I got to tune in because I got to see what he's going to say next. And 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 that's great and everything. But I'm not your fucking crusader. I'm not I'm not going to be fighting for your independence anymore from a tyrant chief. You start stepping up and do your own fucking dirty work. How about that? I've given you the tools. I've given you the evidence that he's a liar. And you all just fucking allow it to keep on going. Let's talk about what matters to everybody else out there. Yes. Let's let's talk about what matters to everybody else, um, which is um, this delicious, yummy coffee that uh, I am drinking from RollCallRoomCafe.com. Uh, you can get all different flavors uh, including infusion coffees like bourbon and rum and Kahlua and my new favorite, which is APD tears. Um, it's a new flavor that I'm working on. It's uh, salty with 
a little hint of disappointment. And with that, I want to move on to a different topic, which is <laughs> I, I know that this controversy. Um, oh, I love that. Uh, you got to send me. You got to send me a bunch of that. Uh, the next uh, thing that I want to talk about. And this is going to get me another visit from a detective from from my old agency. So um, about four months before I left the agency, an officer messaged me to go meet them in a parking lot in the old movie theater, which has been torn down I th- since. I, th- I think Mike's going, oh, God. No, I know. He's no, covering no. his face. <laughs> and he was like, yes. I want to I tell you something, something that that happened and I want to report it to you. And I said, okay, no problem. Now, did you forget this is the second part of my episode? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Shut okay, up. Go ahead. Um, and so I said, you know, he's really worried. And he was like, I, I think I did something wrong. And I said, okay, no worries. You know, tell me, I'll probably be able to help you. And he's like, so I was cutting my nails, my toenails, and I cut it really short and I cut my, my cuticle and it's been bleeding. And I've, I've bandaged it and, and I think, I think it's okay, but it hurts a lot. And I said, all right. And I never reported it to anybody. And, um, I just hope that but would that, would that be considered as a, a self-harming self-harming? I, that's where I'm going. So I'm, did you provide services? See, that's the thing is you I, walked did, away. I didn't give him a yellow victim card uh, and I'm been really freaking out about that. And, um, if you're listening, which I know you're a big fan, um, Amazon is running an awesome sale on a, a toenail clipper kit, and it comes with the the big clippers, the big fat ones um, that nobody ever uses, and then the little ones, and then a cuticle mover, uh, and it's on sale right now. So I'm sorry that I did you wrong, and that um, you know. I'm sorry. I, I let you down, and uh, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, yeah. So um, you didn't render any aid. I didn't, and 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 and, and it's starting to become a pattern now. And um, you're only out for yourself. I'm only out for myself, and uh, Mike, Davis. Know, Mike, Mike Davis. Mike uh, Davis. You know, and I don't know. I, I just. I, I, I'm sorry. I feel bad. So in the future, I'll make sure I don't do that again. So we're going to take a quick break. You motherfuckers. You get that cup. Oh, that's just wrong. That's great. You guys like drinking camel pets. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. Rip 
You said that you'd never been, but all the things that you've seen slowly fade away. So I started revolution hey. from my... Hey, did you, uh, did you hear what Nick said on the last episode? He said that he didn't render aid to anybody. All right, let's send a detective down there. Step outside, summertime's in All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. All right, we have Lauren in the uh, studio. At this rate, uh, we'll get his story done by season four. I want to of me up there you want a little cartoon yeah, why not uh, you're gonna be the little piggy that's not already on there I'll leave my oh my god <laughs> so lauren tell us how hmm how do we do this where did we leave off i don't know I, this whole thing is consumed Everything. I'll ask. I'll ask you a couple questions here. Just Nick, just so you know, I checked your cameras. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, ESU. They're out front. They're waiting for this show to end. <laughs> uh, this time there'll be four detectives that come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my God. Uh, so, so obviously everybody knows Lauren does not work for uh, my former agency anymore. So I'll ask you some general questions, Lauren. Um. So there was a period in your life. Uh, so you were in the motor unit, correct? Yes. Okay. Loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it. I know that was paid to write a Harley. I couldn't complain. I know it's pretty cool. And, and yeah. And the best part is, is that he always um, kept the Harley upright uh, as much as he possibly could. Most of the time, most of the time, <laughs> but never to the point where you've totaled out a Harley, right? No, that takes a lot of skill. I've had a couple close calls. That audio was Mike trying um, to try out for the motor school, and um, he was unsuccessful. Oh, so you're in plot now. Yeah. So, so there comes a point in your personal life. Which we're not going. We're not going to get into your personal life. I. I, I, I just, that's not a, a a can of grapefruit juice that I want to open up. No, um, I. Again, I, I stated earlier last episode that I don't want to get into any nitty gritty details. I'm, I'm not here to to I'm here to talk about the department, about me, about uh, what I want to experience. And and again, the, my 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 whole premises premise is, is being the good guy always worth it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there comes a point in your personal life where um, the personal life is kind of going uh, a different direction. Um, you decide to uh, tell the department, "Hey, there's there's some stuff coming down, uh, coming down the pike in my personal life." Right? It, it yes, I, I did everything I can to to keep the two separate. Obviously, work with work and home with home. Work was my sanctuary. Home was was home and it got to a point where the two began to bleed over into each other. And I, I couldn't, um, I could no longer keep the two separate. Right. But I had always let my chain of command know, it, you know, this is what's going on again. Like I said, last, last episode, you know, I might not be on my game today, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, mm-hmm. kids are sick, um, you know, car broke down, you know, financial issues, whatever the case may be, it just compounded into 
where as a cop, you, you, we tend to hide that stuff and, you know, we're, we're macho. We're going to do our job. We're going to wall that off and come to work and do our job and, and help other people solve their problems and mm-hmm. kind of ignore our own problems. I couldn't do that anymore. So you give the, so let me, let me back up. Did you prior to this think that you're, that the, the agency that you were at was capable of fair and impartial investigations prior to your incident? Yes and no. Okay. I could, I could respect that. I can respect that. Um, I didn't, I didn't think I was on the negative side of anybody specific in the department. In, 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 in the chain of command, really? per se. You never are until you fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting across that room with your gun yeah. in the locker. Yeah. Um, you never are until you're spread over the fucking desk. But I... <laughs> Put the gloves on. <laughs> Getting ready to give it to you. All right. Lauren has just adjusted himself. Right. <laughs> um, it was getting awkward. I had a really good relationship with the chief. At least I thought I did. <laughs> I, just like everybody else and just like you. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, it, I, I did go. you have the same premise I did, which was this was a kind of like a grandfather figure. Like this a, guy cared and wanted to listen. He came in, sold him, sold the message to everybody in the department that we are a family and the family's got to take care of itself and got to look after itself. What you don't see is behind his back. He's putting the fucking KY jelly on a fucking big, huge carrot. Believe me, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt than you. It's gonna hurt you. <laughs> this is, I like to call the captain. <laughs> hey, we're out of sand. We got to add more sand to this. Oh my God. <laughs> so there comes a point where you go and you preemptively tell the department, hey, listen, this is something that may come up. Well, it, it was it was more like this. I, I made a mistake and it wasn't it wasn't a grave mistake where I violated somebody's rights. Um, per se, where I, I, I use a force or um, wrong incarceration or something like that. It, it was administratively speaking in a sense. And I came to them, I'm saying, look, you know, everything's kind of falling apart and I wanted to get ahead of anything and everything that, that, that might come up in an investigation so that it's out there. I'm not lying. I'm not hiding anything. I'm being completely transparent, 100% honest, because that's what we're ingrained yes you know it, it, we were always taught from the very beginning never lie right. if you lie you're going to get fired no matter what you do right you can you could have committed you know or put on a fake brady list whatever um but just mm. just be honest and mm-hmm. did that work out not at all <laughs> <laughs> I, I got up from that table after the, the paperwork and I said, wow, you know, if I never came to you to, in the, for help in the beginning, mm-hmm. we would not be having this conversation. Well, and, and, and full transparency, being a former supervisor and doing quite a bit of internal investigations, what Lauren came forward and told them about is definitely uh, was definitely wrong and against department yes. policy. And I will say I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, don't. Don't go into specifics. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'll generalize it. Okay. Um, I thought we were about to fucking get visited <laughs> again, Mike. I was oh, like, Jesus. one no. detective a month, please. So, you know, you, you know, uh, Nick wasn't so bad, but Lauren, oh, you're fucked, Mike. I'm like, oh, God, great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that pig off the, off the wall now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have a database. Mm-hmm. When, when cops are on the street, they you know they radio to their dispatcher to encounter with somebody. They do what we call an NCIC check, which is a national database. They check if you want it or not, and, and you move forward. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
we can't run the president of the United States because that what? kind of flags people, oh. you know, that, 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 that creates some flags. Plus, you know, if you, you can't run somebody to just get their address because they kind of look kind of cool, cool, hot, interesting, whatever. And, and whatever the case may be, it's not for personal use, not for political use, not for personal gain. It's right. all for criminal investigation purposes. Right. And you have to one, be in your jurisdiction and two have a reason to do it. Right. So, there's another separate database. It's like, it's it's not over the area. It's a computer database that we use. It's nationwide, and, mm. and I have I've done a couple investigative searches in in this database that were not tied to an active case I was working. Okay. So when it was looked at and investigated in the whole nine yards, every single inquiry that I made was deemed investigative in nature. There was a um a, a link to a possible infraction or crime that may have occurred. Right. It just wasn't done according to the policy. I wasn't actively working the case. So therefore it's a violation of the administrative regulation to do so. Yeah. And I, I that's will, what they more or less hung their hat on. I mean, I, I will say from knowing the, the details that you told me, I definitely, I definitely would have suspended you. I definitely would have, and I, I would have taken that right. My I, whole I, yeah, right. but let me let me just ask something, and, and only because it's just different jurisdictions. Now, let's say I'm in the field, I don't have access to something. Can I call you and be like, "Yo, Lauren, do me a favor. Can you run this for me?" And then in in our jurisdiction, if you have a case number attached to it, yes. But if you're on a fishing expedition, or you don't have an active case that you're personally vested in. If, if somebody do that. came to me and said, hey, um, um, uh, a, a pastor came to me and said, hey, um, there's a member that's that's in the congregation that, that's been harassing us and, and kind of being really weird, blah, blah, blah. And, and I don't know what to do. Should I should I report it to the police? Should I should I just, you know, ban them for trust, you know, give them a trespassing notice or this or that? So is there any background to this person that might indicate that, that this is an ongoing problem or what should I do? So, you know look it up and get the history and you say, yeah, this guy's you, to yourself. You, you realize that this guy has a history of, of this type of behavior. So you advise the chaplain or, or pastor to maybe you don't want this person in your congregation anymore. Maybe you want to, um, you know, do the trespass warning um, for your own safety. And then maybe you want to contact the, the police department to let them know that, you know, you have Hi. an issue. Hi. <laughs> hey, I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is my bubble. Um, so I wasn't, I didn't pull a case number. I didn't pull a case number. I didn't, uh, it wasn't an active investigation I was doing, but it was criminal investigative in nature. But because it wasn't something that I tied to a, a, a police report, it wasn't an active case that I took paper on. Um, he couldn't do it. I, I, I didn't have the authority to do it. Okay. So, so scope of authority. So that being said, so I definitely would have recommended suspension, unpaid suspension for the for the violation. It definitely wasn't a terminable offense because we've had officers in the past do that and worse with well, the database. Way, way worse. The the the, the ARs kind of categorize different levels of offenses. There's group one, two, and three. Um Group three offenses would be your egregious offenses, um, mm -hmm. something that that's a fireable offense. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of rated into a gr the group three category because not that I gave 
out information, but I still shared information to somebody else that is technically supposed to be confidential. So, so let me back up for our fans that are not from Virginia. So our city that we worked in had department regulations or general orders or directives, whatever way you want to call it. And then the city had uh, ARs, which were city policies. And what this police department had a habit of doing is, is cherry picking which which side that they wanted to charge under. Uh, if they couldn't get you on a department policy, they went to a city AR. Uh, the city AR had three different um, violation steps. Each one had a different severity. With mine, it was the same thing. They couldn't charge me under the department because the department didn't have any policy about um, department property or mishandling of department property or anything like that. So what they did was they went to the city policy and the city policy had a city policy about mishandling city property. Uh, and that's what they charged me under, which was a terminable offense, which later got kicked down. Um, uh, which everybody already knows, but that's the same thing that they did with Lauren. So, well, so fast forward. So, <clears throat> Um, again, so, um, city ARs are, I mean, there's what, almost like over a hundred of them. Uh, there's a lot. And they're on the city website. When we get police directives that, that come out and they're released, we have this thing called uh, power DMS where, you know, it's all electronic. You get a notification that a change or a new policy comes up. You go in, you read it, you click acknowledge, you click that you signed it. And then it, that's your accountability that you've read it. You signed it. You're Nobody responsible for it. Reads it. Now the city ARs, there's never been a program where we look at them on a regular basis. Now I've been on the job 12 and a half years. I probably had that city orientation back in January of 2009. So, I mean, you don't, they're not on the top of your head. They're not always there. You know, you, you, you don't think of every single regulation that's out there, but in good practice, you're trying to do the right thing and help somebody out, which turns into being the wrong thing. Yeah. And it screws right. you in. And, and it's all, it's all done in good faith. It's, it's it, completely it, it, done. It's There's not done. No person. Yeah. yeah. It, there was no, no personal gain, no political gain. It was not misused. It wasn't misused for any, you know, any other information. It wasn't like I was giving information to a stranger on the street. It, nothing. It was all deemed investigative in nature. So, Throughout the entire process, and again, mind you, I was I was suspended with you know with pay while they did the investigation. I came back in for multiple investigations. They wanted to criminally investigate it, um, hmm. which they then then deemed that there was no probable cause. There was no um, there was no no there. Um, so they kind of dropped all the charges, but they moved forward with the with the administrative piece. So then, sometime in October, I get handed a letter saying that you know the, the charges is a group three charge. And the chief of police recommends termination. And they had kind of warned me ahead of time that it is a group three charge. The worst case is, is, is being fired. So don't be surprised. But yeah, I was a bit surprised because yeah. I literally said, you know, I came to you. I brought this to your attention. Mm -hmm. I said, I made a mistake. Can I repair this? I will, you know, I will take whatever punishment there is. Removal because I want to get orders. I want to get ahead of it. I'll go back yeah. to patrol and put me back on a on a, on a suspend tip. me unpaid. Whatever. So you asked for a meeting with President Snow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So again, I had a I, I felt I had a decent relationship with him in the past. We had talked about a lot of different things. And so I met with him with the union and laid out my case, basically fell on the sword, say I walked in there saying, saying, you know what? I fucked up. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I fucked up. I made a mistake. This is what happened. This is what was done. I said, I'm, I just, you know, I've got a family. I got, I've got, I've got kids to support. I said, I said, I need my job. And I begged for my job. He said he needed to think about it. So about a week later, I came back and they said that the chief acknowledged the situation and, and said that he is reversing the termination to a 30 day suspension. Removal from motors, back to patrol, put on a pip for six months. And I said, I'm fine. I am perfectly fine with that. At least I get to keep the job. Mm-hmm. So then um, come back in, sign a paperwork that says, you know, termination reversed. And I, I, I get that. I go home. About four or five days later, I get a phone call saying that, yeah, you know what? Um, City Hall has changed, has overridden. Oh, I got audio from your meeting with the chief. <laughs> Hold on. Fulfill your destiny. Take your father's place at my side. This is where you went wrong. You I didn't don't ha- fucking. I don't have daddy issues, and I wasn't going to take your place. <laughs> they look exact. Never. Oh, you failed, Your Highness. I'll never turn to the dark side. As the chief grabs for his pen. Your Highness. <laughs> I am a Jedi. Are you? Like my, my father, father before, me. before me. Like <laughs> before him. <laughs> so be it. Jedi. So be it. Jedi. You'll open up a coffee shop too. <laughs> so the so manager the, job here you offered me is not any valid anymore. So the chief says, "All right, listen. You too will be a barista." <laughs> <laughs> so the chief says, "All right, I'm going to change your termination to a 30 day suspension." Yes. So, so the emperor tells you he's going to change it, right? Yep. And then you get a letter. I'm sorry no, that no, I'm laughing. I, I get a phone call first saying that, oh, City Hall overturned the chief's decision. City, Mike, the, the, the city, city HR, Hall city attorney, and the city deputy city manager overturned the chief of police's commitment to turn it from a termination to a 30 day suspension. This is what I was being told. Yes. This, yeah, this is what you were being spoon fed. Me, you're like, you're sitting there, like, oh, great, I get to keep my job. Oh. And then for four days, you're good. And then all of a sudden, you get hit with this, and you're like, oh. You're like, it's, fucking, it's fucking what bullshit. What happened? Like, so, what the fuck happened? One hundred percent. So I come back in, sign a new piece of. Uh, oh, mom's calling. Can they do that? Well, so- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, hold on here. Your contract, uh, no According uh, to AR, they cannot do that. But there's a, there's a wraparound behind that. You know that 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 that, 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 that backside of the storm. What do you complain now? Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to keep your job. Oops, just kidding. So so I come back in and find the same exact memorandum, word for word, except for the last paragraph that says that after review by the city HR, city attorney, and city manager, the decision for termination for 30-day suspension is reversed back to termination. (laughs) You're fired. No, you're not. You're fired. I asked for a meeting with the chief because I just wanted to know what happened. Like, hey, you know, what 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 changed your mind? Gonna be crazy. Gonna get lit up in here. You're gonna get caught, homie. 
Are we jumping? Can we jump? That's so bad. So you asked for a meeting with the chief? Does he? So, so I make a couple phone calls before that. Yeah, so I asked for a meeting with the chief just to figure, like, what the fuck just happened? What did you do? He yeah. had to have uh, agreed to meet with you, right, Lauren? Never heard from him. Still? I actually even texted him on his personal cell phone, which he never responded. I, uh, I that's, that's what happened. I feel bad. Because- moral follower of your, of your, of your mission, your, your cult. Thank you. Your brainwash. <laughs> I feel bad because it was like, you know, he was just putting the tip in and then you got away with it. Oh, not, no, not, not got away with it, but you got your, your charges and then all of a sudden he just slipped it all the way in. Oops. No, 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 no it, it gets a little bit better. Okay. So oh, God, so you make some phone calls to city HR. Well, so I, I, I make some phone calls before that, kind mm-hmm. of asking some other prominent people in the community as to, as to what the fuck just happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everybody says that um, the chief, the city can't do that. The, the city cannot, and it's even in the ARs itself. And we, we found the actual AR, and the AR states that the city cannot overturn a department head's decision when it comes to discipline. Lauren, do you think that he... No. That do you th- think he lied to you? No, see, at that point, I thought, I thought, I thought the city <laughs> There's no had, fucking no, way. I There's no the, way. I thought the city had an issue with me, not the, the chief. I thought the chief was still righteous at this time, right? Mm-hmm. So this kind of played into that political aspect we were talking about mm-hmm. last the last thing, that, okay, you have an officer that has violated so-and-so and has a fireable offense. Um, we're going to defund the police or, or have a civilian review board. Hey, we can we can cut this guy off the payroll and we're doing our job. We're, 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 we're rooting out those bad officers that, that, that are, are abusing the system, right? Yep. When in reality... You're getting rid of the ones that, hey, I honestly came forward saying I fucked up, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to rectify this. I want to be that officer. I have integrity, I have honesty, you know, service before self, all that stuff. And the officers that that have done this before that are hiding it, that are not coming forward, mm-hmm. those are the ones you're keeping. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are, that are being that are hiding further because now they see that you know you're out for blood. I'm going to keep all my secrets secret, mm-hmm. but we're going to kick out the ones that are being honest and. Forthright. Yep. Well, I mean, if the chief's a liar, he wants liars with him. So, I mean, so we, we came up with, with the AR. We, we we drafted a letter with the the attorney and I, and we sent it to um, the the city HR because I had one more administrative review left in the mm-hmm. process. And um, I said I, th- I thought we were good. So she, when I come up for the administrative review, the the HR lady, she says, I, you know, I've got the memorandum. I, I understand. She's where, fucking how do you, you know, where do you stand? I said, I'm going to follow my attorney's advice. We're going to follow the memorandum, but I'll go through the process with you. Mm-hmm. I'll explain to you what happened, why it happened and give you all the details. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought at that point, this is just a formality. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had always asked if, and I've asked the chief this, was resignation always on the table at any point? He mm-hmm. says, yes, it's always on the table, no matter what, what point. Well, they want at. you to resign over getting fired because then you give up your grievance rights. So I, I asked this 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 lady um, before the, the interview, I said, you know, is, is resignation still possible? She's like, well, no, not really. She goes, it's kind of difficult to give you a time frame. She's like, you're going to give me your statement. Of course, all this is over the phone because it's COVID, COVID shit. Yeah. 
And um, I give that information to the chief AR. She makes a decision and, and it goes from there. So there's the, the, they, they could say, no, you're terminated immediately. So there's no window to give you to resign. So that's kind of off the table. I said, well, I still felt comfortable with my case. So I'm going to move forward. Mike, Mike has this major puzzle look on his face because it's like, it this gets, is the asinine shit gets, that goes on when you don't have collective bargaining. Yeah, gets, I'm just all, I'm like just all fucking confused. No, no, it gets better. Hold on, save that look. So, um, do okay. So I have to hurry up. I was given that 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 little finger. Um, so I get a letter from HR from the chief AR saying about a week later saying, um, after review of of your case, blah blah blah. She says we're going to uphold the chief's decision or recommendation for termination. You will be this letter was dated december 1st you your your termination will be effective december 4th and i said wait a second the chief's recommendation was was 30 day suspension it was not termination response i got was well the chief changed his mind and went back to the termination piece and we're going to go with his recommendation i I, i'll tell you what happened was so so give me my two minutes so again december 1st december 4th i had two days in between. So December 3rd, I submit my letter of resignation because I figured I had a window. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? This is an at-work state. I, I, I resigned before my termination. I, I, I'm a still a full-time paid employee with the city of Alexandria. I resign. The very next morning, I get a letter from the same lady. She goes, your termination is denied. You're fired. What? That's, yeah. fucking, that's fucking ridiculous. So I was like, I'm a pit. I'm like, at this point, what the fuck do I got to lose, right? So I submit a grievance because, I, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. So I submit the grievance at 9 a.m. Tuesday, following Tuesday morning at 5.30. The city attorney is then calling me saying, whoa, that's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> the city attorney calls back, says, hey, we're going to off. You can resign in lieu of termination if you withdraw your grievance. Hmm. But you denied my resignation. No, because they the HR did that without consulting with the city attorney. And the city attorney, finally, when they found out about it, said, what are you fucking stupid? Take his resignation because then he can't sue us. Well, they, that's it's, why it's resignation in lieu of termination is still a fireable offense. It's still it because it's not a, a, a voluntary resignation. So I still have a case. Now, what we think is that the chief didn't have the fucking balls who wanted to fire me to begin with, but mm-hmm. just couldn't do it to my face. So that's he his. lied to me to yes. tell me that he's giving me the 30 day suspension, but then put it on city hall. We have time and time again have proven that this chief, because if I had gone that. home and off myself that night, because I lost my job, chief could then say, Oh, I told him he can get a 30 day suspension. It was the city that decided to mm-hmm. change their mind. It's not on me. I have a clear conscience. Yeah. So that the original 30 day, he gave that to you in writing. Yes. And mm-hmm. then did you have, did you have to sign a letter saying that it's that it, that he's taking it back? Do you have to sign for those? Yes. You can't just do that. That's just that. <laughs> Mike's blown. Mike's just like, what the fuck? And the beauty is, is that they're form letters. Yeah. So the first letter, the chief actually initialed by his name. You know, any memorandum you send to the chain, you're supposed to initial by your name, saying this is me authentically signing this this mem- this memorandum. The first letters that I got saying that you're suspended, he signed. The second letter I got, which again, word for word, no signature from chief. And in fact, when I did my 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 um my final interview, you know, cash out everything, turn everything in, and check out. Um, there's a spot on the checklist that says chief final, you know, exit interview. Mm-hmm. He signed it that date, basically denying me an exit interview. <laughs> wow, what a pussy! <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Oh my 
God. All right, folks, we got to take a break and we'll be right back. Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today. All right, folks, we are back. While we were in break, Mike is just absolutely shaking his head. Now, now mind you, 12 and a half years, um, you know, I volunteered to be a school resource officer, two tours at our high school, which was two nobody tours. wanted to do it because it sucked. Um, honor Guard member, I was um, uh, lead, uh, I was general instructor, lead master instructor for, for speed measurement. Um, I was an adjunct instructor at our regional academy, which taught 19 agencies. Um, I was a member of the our IMST team, which basically when the command bus went out to major incidences, I was on the command bus, part of the um, incident command system. I worked in our EOC. I was um, selected by uh, a juvenile and domestic relations judge to represent the department to sit on a capstone project through Georgetown University to revamp the city's juvenile justice process. Um, so I had all these accolades. I mean, I was, I was doing everything that I thought, you know, I was being that good employee representing the department. You know, I was, I never dissed the department and then all of a sudden, again, I come forward. Doesn't matter, bro. And here's a, here's an excuse to get rid of an officer because it's, 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 it's visible. It's public. We're cleaning house. Well, we're gonna have to do uh, we're gonna have to do a um, part three, obviously, with this uh, because uh, you took all my time. I know. I'm just fucking. Uh, I yeah. I have. There's no words. I, I don't understand it. I know. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to get back into the swing of things and play a game with Mike Lights. This game, ladies and gentlemen, is called. The measurement quiz. It's very nerdy shit. I failed already. Lauren being in the chair force, he should definitely be able to answer these. I'm blueing what? Mike, nobody's expecting anything out of you. Nah, and I don't expect anything out of myself. I'm fucking city employed. I know. And New York City public education, too. He's on the job. Okay. That's right. Let's do the first question. Um, I'll do this to Lauren. What specifically is measured using an anometer? Meter. Anometer? Nothing on my body. What do you think? Oh. An- anometer? And um, get no clue. Mike. Um, um, wind. Very good, Mike. I'm very proud of you. I was trying to help you. I was going blow. I was blowing into the mic after the fact. What is actually? You, actually, I was just blowing the mic. What is used to measure the height of horses and how many inches are there in a hand? 
What? <laughs> no, because there is special measurements in uh, for horses. Um, what's it called? How many inches are in a hand? Who's the question for? Six. We'll, we'll do. We'll do Lauren first. Six, he says. <clears throat> Mike. I'll just fucking play it. Four, four inches. Four, four. inches in hand. Yeah, because I measured it. You Google that. Because you Googled <laughs> the fucking thing. What name is given to the constant that is the number of particles found in one mole of a substance? Wow. Well, hit, the, hit the buzzer for me. Yeah, for both of you. Uh, Avogadro number? I don't even Listen, know. if we're going to play this game, you should be able to fucking pronounce the words. You should shut the fuck up. Uh, on what scale is a calcite a three and a topaz an eight? The scale of I don't give a shit? I agree. Most scale of <laughs> mineral hardness. This game sucks. Yeah, so my, 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 my teenager is doing algebra, and I can look at him and look at the problem of saying... In the, I don't know, 20 plus years I, since I took algebra, you will never use this shit in real life. Never. Here, here's a funny story. When I was in college, I failed algebra. And, really? Uh, yeah. And I told the professor, I go, listen, I'm going into the police academy in July. Just pass me. I'm like, oh, you're going in to the police academy? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, you failed everything. I go, yeah, I know. He goes, all right, I'll pass you with a 65. I said, thank you. <laughs> But I have I have a good I have a game that we can play next time. Okay, you it's, tell me it's, it's identifying. Um, Mike, do you like like movies? Yeah. So this one it, it's it's all the movie company intros like 20th Century Fox, Paramount, Warner Brothers, the sounds, the music, and everything behind it, and they'll play it, and you got to guess what company it is. Okay. That's yeah yeah okay yeah. 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 All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. This has been a really long episode. I want to thank Lauren again. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at nick at rollcallroom.com or reach Mike at rollcallroom.com. Where do they want to get a hold of me? You can reach Lauren at nick at rollcallroom.com. <laughs> if you want to order coffee, please go on rollcallroomcafe.com. Keep the mission going. Uh, and as always, if you need any help, there is plenty of services out there. Uh, if you cut your toenail a little bit too short, please, please, I encourage you to go to urgent care and seek help. Seek services. Seek Acetracin. You should keep acetracin on you. Acetracin. Keep a band-aid heavy. Uh, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, be safe out there and take good care of each other. Love you. Thank you for not playing YMCA, by the way. That's for the next episode. <laughs>